querendo agora Amar, amar Beijo materno pra toda senhora Amando lá A professora já vai pra escola Vai ensinar Eu vou comprar meu jornal agora Vou ficar na paz Rádio ligado, som a toda hora A beira mar E se o carnaval acabar agora Não, não morra não Mamá, mas diga Maria Que eu chego lá Diga, diga, mas diga Maria Que eu chego lá Perfect. Great. All right, we're, we're on. We've got a uh, very special, very special guest, Glenn. Thank you for thank you for joining us today. I'm thrilled to be here. Although, um, just to like make clear, I was complaining prior to coming on that we're starting an hour late. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. No, because. It's a Glenn's very gay only, podcast. Glenn's only saying that because it's 3 a.m. in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh. It's way past my Moscow bedtime. Yeah. Oh How, how's God. Russia, Glenn? How are things? <laughs> <laughs> How are things in Moscow? It's a little cold this time of year, but. A little cold. Yeah. I thought you I'm said this do. guy lives in Brazil. No, Glenn. Lives That's in the Brazil. cover story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people who are on, on uh, your replies being like, oh, Glenn's tweeting up and at him at 8 a.m. Russia time. Just like <laughs> completely like people who are like that in, 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 on Twitter are just so insane. I love them. Like those people are, are the level of posting that I need to be at. I thought that was a requirement to be on Twitter. Mental illness. Oh, <laughs> it gives you mental illness. It I mean, gives I'm you mental illness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, Glenn, thanks thanks for joining us. How is how's Brazil, by the way? I saw that there was I saw some headline that said Brazil had outpaced Italy and, and Spain in a number of confirmed cases. Is that right? Yeah, like from a COVID perspective, it's things are really grim. I mean it's grim everywhere from a COVID perspective, but particularly yeah. so here. And it's been kind of predictable for a while. Like the president of the country is the leading denialist. He's been saying from the beginning that it's, you know, just a little flu. Um, mm -hmm. Encouraging people to leave quarantine when everyone thought he had it. He like kept leaving quarantine on purpose and throwing himself. He into was the middle like of crowds. pulling up to people on his jet ski and like basically, like just like <laughs> spitting in their faces. What happened was he he decided he was going to have a, a a barbecue with like forty people, even though in Brasilia that like the limit is ten. So the courts are going to stop him. So then he like got a jet ski and just like started going around to different boats and eating their barbecue. So we had like a barbecue on water. Oh, God. Mm, that sounds so great. I would love to do a barbecue pub crawl. That is something you would do, doing. And uh, he fired the first health minister who's like, you know, a far right um, ideologue, which is why he was chosen in the first place. But he was a he's a physician. So he was like, yeah, it's not really true. Like the president keeps saying that there's yeah. a cure. And it's probably a good idea if you don't go into crowds. And that was infuriating Bolsonaro. So he fired him and hired this oncologist who was like this economist. And then the oncologist like kind of reached his tipping point too, like three weeks later. And then he just quit. So there's like been now we're about to have our third health minister in the last four weeks. Right. <laughs> as we're oh, kind of reaching the geez. top of the epidemiological curve while the hospitals are in collapse and uh, the numbers are just getting worse and worse. So, yeah, things are pretty, pretty dreary. Now, Glenn, am I having like a deja vu or did we have like three or four different stories, like at different points in time? Uh, like Bolsonaro had uh, like three or four different COVID tests done and he just tested positive like two of, of every, you know, or one out of every, you know, two tests that he did, every other <laughs> test. Just like it's really, you know, one it's, week no, he it's had actually it, the bizarre next week because he's fine. He went to 
he went like six weeks ago to Mar-a-Lago to meet Trump. Mm-hmm. And hung out with like Ivanka, and I mean, <laughs> then like on the way Making back. Making money moves, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the only thing that could have turned Trump against Bolsonaro is if like is he, if he had, made a move on Yeah, Ivanka. given COVID to precious Ivanka <laughs> to like Trump's girlfriend. I really think there'd be like war planes over Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo if that had happened. Oh, so on the way back, the like they found out that this like top Bolsonaro aide had tested positive and then. All these other guys in that entourage tested positive, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I think Bolsonaro might have like vampire blood because he did get tested twice. His 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 crazy, deranged, slightly retarded, clinically like unhinged son told Fox that the first test came back positive. <laughs> but then he like they denied it. And then he wouldn't show the results. And then finally, like the courts ordered him to show the results, and he finally just showed the results this week. And they did seem to say that it's negative. So he's been around hundreds if not thousands of people who are positive for the virus and he just keeps not getting it it's well, insane. Healthy I mean, man they say latinas stay winning right <laughs> well jock he's yeah he's... i mean i think like uh, i i listened to some uh <laughs> chapel podcast and matt on chapel was saying like he just knows for sure that no evil person is gonna die from it and like when <laughs> boris johnson was in icu we all thought like johnson would be proven it, yeah. wrong and then spill his record of being undefeated Mm. continued once Boris left. And so, yeah, I mean, it just seems well, like Bo- being Bolsonaro evil might be a vaccine a, against it. It's if Boris sheer athleticism died. that keeps Bolsonaro from, from getting it, as he says. You know, he's, I'm an athlete. There's no <laughs> way I'm going to get COVID, and I'll be healthy even if I get it, which is it's just, it's crazy. I'll give him this. I, he, has, he has top form for push-ups. Ooh. <laughs> did you guys see the push-up video that he did? Yeah, like the athlete, <laughs> the super around. athlete. You have to oh, see Pam. it. I mean, it, it would be like Matt Iglesias trying to do push-ups. Like, he got in the ground. It was just like he was straining to, like, just get his shoulders a little bit off the ground while his, like, ass and his legs just stayed completely it's on the so ground. Mm, that looks like I something. Mean, it would be horrible if he did have of it because I've never seen someone who, like, spits more when they speak. I mean, there are all those pictures of him <laughs> Me. Giving, Me. giving statements, these high-def pictures of him, and you can just see just, like, torrents of spittle just coming from his mouth it's, it's well there was disgusting. one there was one video like yeah you're right he does spit all the time and he speaks especially to crowds so it's just like the spit is doing these projectiles into the like crowds of his old it's like the, supporters like, like a punk show or like the sex pistols or something <laughs> exactly they would just like oh spit God. into the crowds of their fans exactly. and they're going crazy they're like give me some more of your corona saliva yeah. but like there was this one video where um this is the grossest thing where like it was like right in the middle of people really believing he had it and maybe mm-hmm. he did and he went and like he got out of his car and there was like this crowd of you know crazy fanatics all gathered to just like touch him and <laughs> he was kind of facing the camera and he like took the like back of his hand like not his palm oh, but just God. the back of his hand and he like wiped all the snot uh-huh. from his nose and then, like without even like clearing like it child. off or washing it off or anything he like put out his hand and extended yes. it to this like 80 year old woman. Yes. <laughs> And she's like, oh, thank you. And she's like grabbing your skin. She's like, give me some of that COVID-19. I'm so ready for it. Oh, nasty. That's so disgusting. No, we say it's nasty, but if he did that to you, there's no, like, I would have liked his hand like that very moment. He's, he's big time daddy look at all those fucking liver spots in his oh, hand god. oh nasty, god nasty so like, cool. like the military skin. thing going on they call him captain <laughs> and like you can definitely like work in some fetish stuff there and you yelled oh, at me sure. for wanting to fuck polly from the sopranos and now you want to fuck this fascist i i, I, I i'm neither of them are my type but you know that's I, i'm i'm 
it's just heartening to hear how bad things are in Brazil. Yeah, but you horrible, know, what can but... you what can you expect at this point? Things just continue to get worse and worse and you no know, good news. No good even, news. Even here in America, you know, I'm in New York, I'm in Chinatown and it's it's depressing to go outside. I mean, you can just feel like the death in the air. You can feel how depressed everyone is. Um, and I was thinking, you know, there's something that it, maybe this is just me being like personalizing this to such an insane degree, but there's something distinct about living in Latin America under crisis than, than it is living in, in America under crisis. I mean, there's some kind of shared civic memory of activism being effective at least in central america where I'm, i've traveled and, and have lived for extended periods where there is this you don't feel so beaten down like you do in america where you're just like yeah no, nothing's ever going to get better there's there's no uh shared history no remembrance of a time where uh activism worked to a degree that like right. you can still feel it now in, in your lived experience although i mean like the civil rights movement whatever you know all of that there there were real but that's gains not in, like, made there, but they've been so now. but they've been because so the, the, co-opted and so scrubbed sure. of anything that could that could lend itself to current like current struggles that it just i don't know this is just my personal sense it's like i would much rather be in latin america under this where <laughs> well no but i think i think it's a but that is it's an interesting point because in you know it's not in central america clearly there are you know all kinds of grassroots movements that have been incredibly successful in battling against despotism and tyranny and installing governments that are democratic mm-hmm. against U.S. Um, covert wars and the like that have really empowered the population. But on Brazil, too, the same thing. You know, in, in 1985, the country finally, mostly through mass protests, took down the military regime that had been ruling the country brutally since 1964 when the U.S.-supported mm-hmm. coup toppled the democratically elected center-left government. So there's a very recent history of this of a mass movement radically changing mm-hmm. the country. The problem is that this is and this, you know, is what I think is one of the more subtle but in, really insidious uh, components of this pandemic is that all of that requires human beings to have this camaraderie with one another and then to gather yeah. together and be menacing by protesting and going Think about what this is doing. It's taking what was already an atomized culture where we're all mm-hmm. kind of interacting with each other one digitally, one and already, and it's mm-hmm. preventing us, you know, from even leaving our house. It's training us to regard every other human being as a potential vector of a fatal disease. Yeah. Even when you do go out, you can't even make eye contact with people because their faces are covered. So it, mm-hmm. it is like some kind of, you know, terrifying zombie film. So even the capacity in any country now for citizens to gather together and have an uprising or protest or use this pandemic opportunistically to strengthen the citizenry at the expense of power centers is mm-hmm. almost entirely impossible by virtue of what we're doing to ourselves voluntarily to yeah. prevent infection. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really dismal. And you know, that makes me think about, okay, well what, what is actually happening right now? You know, what, in what ways is change being made in which way are, are, is the power structure being challenged at all? And this, these task forces, did you? I mean, I'm I'm sure you've seen this with the the Bernie Biden task force. Oh no, the task that's force is like right the now. only thing that's keeping me going. It's like <laughs> I live under a rock, so the, I not know of these 
task yeah, force. Th- there's a task oh, force. Ben, can shock. I it's gonna tell s- Jack, Jack about the task force? Because yes, it makes me so happy please, just to talk about it. Please. Even the phrase task force just like <laughs> makes my the cells so of my body rejoice. Oh, Educate God. me, Glenn. You, you, okay, so you know, obviously it was disappointing that Bernie didn't win for a lot of people <laughs> of on the left. I'm pissed. And that there's this like decrepit <laughs> neoliberal piece of shit warmonger who's gonna now like represent the Democratic Party as the candidate. Mm-hmm. But like so people were kind of depressed about that until <laughs> they announced the Biden campaign did that they're creating a task force. And on this task force they're gonna have like some leftists like um Alexander Ocasio Cortez and like I think Ilhan Omar and they're gonna study some sunrise policy- people too. Yeah. And they're gonna study policy proposals with the potential to promulgate <sighs> left-wing policy ideas that will become the plank of the campaign that the minute Biden is inaugurated will be completely ignored. But (laughs) it's like, it's a task force. And I mean, I don't know what else you can ask for, Ben. It's ridiculous. It's, it's like, it sounds like like a group of of just like incompetent, like bureaucracy where it's like, it's a committee to, to get suggestions for a, committee of suggestions you know what i mean like the pol- the DS- dnc policy planks mean nothing they could this let's say they put me this on is like it, literally right? just like and a, i was a like mailbox on for, the le- D- for lettuce to santa like in the mall like yeah, all those I letters could, are going to get shredded like, no one's going to like give a shit <laughs> i could i could be on this task force and say okay look you know biden is gonna have to draw a clock and say the alphabet backwards you know they're not, it's not gonna happen they're not gonna adhere to any of this stuff they don't have to it's so fucking impotent and the thing that really pisses me off about it is that is aoc is making this big this big show of going on it and she even made a statement that was like you know i don't believe that this task force is going to be Task forces don't deliver us real change. Real change only comes from a mass movement of people standing up and and demanding that change be made. And it's like, okay, yes, but why you are before you even go into this thing, you're saying, yeah, it's impotent. I don't think it's going to make any change. What is the fucking point of even doing it in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, it's not it's it's not going to deliver any policy. Well, and also uh, like, the she high- was so honored to be selected, and she was like, I'm. Oh. They made her like the co-chair of like one I of the know. bullshit, you know, committees. <laughs> with, and with she John was like Carey. on Twitter, like with so John excited. <laughs> She's like, I am her- so honored to like have been chosen as the co-chair, Ugh. and this. And then like her next tweet was like, Yeah, task forces are bullshit. Like so, she's just like playing that game of trying to stay on both sides and be something to everybody, and therefore being nothing. It's kind of sad to watch, honestly. Like it's all very defensive. Yeah. You know, it's she's like she's been on a spiral for a while now. It's, I mean, it's really depressing know, to watch. It is depressing to, but you know, I think um, you know if you just put yourself in her position when she got to the Congress and you know started gaining this kind of celebrity and this popularity, it created huge amounts of jealousy and mm-hmm. anger in in all those people that she has to work with. And she started feeling frozen out, you know, like, and they made mm-hmm. it clear, you're not going to get shit done here if yeah, you don't People don't want to see Latinas winning. Yeah. Which is sad. Right. And so if you're her, you're like, well, <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to be here, I want to get stuff done. And in order to get stuff done, I have to play the game. But the minute you start playing their game, there's, there's no point in you being there anymore. Like, then you're just another yeah. number of theirs. And yeah. And I mean, I, I don't envy her position, but it just... It really shows that she's she's making the wrong deci- decisions. It shows that she she is 
ingratiating herself within the party and she's only doing it so she can continue to have her her career i mean i mean she seems like she, a sellout the more only than ever now. the only purpose of these task forces are they're just like a cheap form of insurance for the Biden campaign to say, hey, you know what? Look, we we tried. We we threw a couple of bones at the Bernie people. We've got one of their superstars g- suggesting, uh, giving us suggestions <laughs> for our co-chair. policy planks. She's a co-chair. The co-chair. Don't minimize her. <laughs> uh, sorry for sorry for doing a co-chair erasure, but it just it's she knows that these will be impotent. So that begs the question: What's the point of even being on it? She knows that she's just there to give the appearance of the campaign of the Biden campaign being sympathetic to the progressive wing of the party and the most the the most depressing thing about this is that and this is this is with AOC this is with a lot of Bernie people we're all under the illusion that they need us to win and they don't they don't need us we have less delegates than we did in 2016 Biden has a, a, a one pretty handily right Biden's electorate Bern- the Bernie people aren't a part of that. I mean, Bernie yeah, we, we lost some up, pretty substantial so, ground in yeah. in rural areas. You know, we we carried urban areas, but Biden is riding Bernie a lot on backward. like the suburban Bernie went vote. backward. Bernie clearly went yeah. backward, and with all the advantages in the world in twenty twenty that he didn't have in twenty sixteen. So, like, as somebody who kind of devoted yourself to that campaign, how how do you feel about that whole experience? Like, do you feel angry and frustrated? Do you feel like you achieved some good? What is your general sentiment about the whole experience? I think it, I mean, it's, it's really difficult. It's something I'm still like trying to work through, but my, my diagnosis of it is that the Bernie campaign was run by people who did not really, um, share the same mission as our supporters, as many of the the field organizers, as the, um, the public rhetoric of the campaign. Like none, there was no real effort to do the movement building the, that was central to Bernie's theory of change, right? It was run in a very kind of top-down um, way. It was run very similar to like the Obama campaign. The strategy t- to win did not factor in the need for mass movement at all. It was just like, okay, we will win Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, completely divest from any organization um, you know, field organizers will divest all their money from that because after we win these three, the 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 friendly friendly media will just you know they'll coronate Bernie. It's never been done before. No one's ever run the first three states. At that point, we've got it sealed. We can we can then set our sights on running against Trump in the general. Yeah, you know, and that was the that was that was the operating thesis for the people who are running the campaign, which is it's cocky. It, well, it's it's stupid because if you it's really naive. take, if it's you naive. really do believe, they, they it's didn't naive. pay attention uh, of anything, like to anything that happened up to that point. Uh, but if you really like believe that, that Bernie is, like you really believe that Bernie is an existential threat to the party. You really believe that Bernie is an ex- existential threat to the status quo. That we are going to follow through on on being able to pass Medicare for all, a Green New Deal, et cetera, et cetera. I don't. I don't necessarily believe all of these things, but you know that's that's how you do build that movement. You have to act on that thesis to some degree, right? Not all and all out. Maybe you know there are a lot of ways in which we we could have ingratiated ourselves with the media to get some more pr- positive press coverage, if that matters. But ultimately, it was just it was it was not run true to form. No, because this um, this is the thing. It's like well, first of all, I'm interested in, in knowing because in your formulation, I don't want to say like this too strongly, but it did seem a little bit like Bernie was more kind of the passive victim, and people around him did him wrong. And I get this sense mm-hmm. from everything I know and people I've spoken with 
that Bernie very much was the decision maker of the campaign. So whatever went wrong kind of has to be laid at his doorstep. But like the more interesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, and I know you don't, you're not exonerating him, but I like the more interesting thing to me is, you know, there is a model for how you do an insurgent campaign against every establishment mm -hmm. weapon being deployed against you. It's not the most inspiring model, but it mm -hmm. actually was a successful one, which is the Trump campaign in 2016, which ran with complete contempt against the Republican establishment. They ran it. He ran against Bush's wars. He ran against Wall Street and lobbyists mm -hmm. and sleazy scumbag K Street mm -hmm. super PACs that had been funding the, the Republican Party forever. Mm -hmm. He fucking attacked Barbara Bush, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah, he just was yeah. breaming with like hatred and contempt for like every Republican piety and mm -hmm. every Republican leader and never let up, you know, never was like, yep. oh, wait, if I'm going to lead this party, I kind of need to like figure out how to. So he never had one foot in the establishment and one foot out. He was just this like yeah. fire breathing dragon trying to yeah. tear down the whole thing and you have to do one or the other and bernie tried to do both it's kind of like what AOC he did is a doing. lot and of fence sitting a lot yeah, of fence sitting. you can't yeah. like say that you're leading a revolution and then Absolutely. at the same time like constantly heap this like very obviously genuine and personal praise on the leaders yeah. of the institution that you want people to topple right it would be like if Absolutely. the french revolution leaders were like well, I mean, Louis, you know, who's a really nice guy. I don't agree with all his policies. Like, why would we risk our fucking lives to go, like, when he, topple this monarchy? When he defeats me, I'll, I'll endorse him and work with him. Exactly. Yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that and, 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 and it's like, and, oh, Marie you know, Antoinette means well. Like, I know her personally. I've talked to her before. You know? <laughs> she didn't have that much cake. She's a, lo a longtime friend. You know, we, we, we share a summer home. We went to Vassar together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's that. It was a lot of the fence sitting on part of the Bernie campaign um, and, and Bernie himself. And one thing that really, that really, I don't think a lot of people in progressive media have, have talked about enough is Bernie constantly saying, opening up every speech with, I believe Donald Trump is the most dangerous president we've ever had. I believe Donald Trump colluded with Russia, et cetera, et cetera. That alienates a lot of non-voters or a lot of like Trump people who, you know, there's there's that idea that, you know, a lot of a lot of people who voted for Trump wanted to vote for Bernie. And that's that's true to some degree. But by going out there and immediately saying Trump is the biggest problem we face, that line you're closing, was you're, for you're like closing the door to a lot of people. Of, and that was it. You're closing like, the door to a lot of people. And yeah. you are you're totally validating the status quo of democratic politics right there, you know. Um, I think that to me, this is the key, right? It's like what you said earlier in 2016, Bernie was getting like he was winning. How? Not with like the hardcore Democratic partisan votes. Obviously, he was winning with mm -hmm. like, all the young people and college town kind of people. But then also, as you said, he was winning with like rural voters and like soft partisans and like people who just kind of hate both parties because they're like, he was yeah. a fucking independent. He's not a Democrat. So if yes. you're an independent, if you're somebody who doesn't I like, like either party, he's going to seem appealing to you, right? He's like been a critic of mm -hmm. both parties. So he seems like a no nonsense, mm -hmm. no bullshit, just kind of like nonpartisan guy who just like is going to speak to the working class. And then it's exactly that. Like the more he starts sounding like Rachel Maddow or Nancy Pelosi or yeah. Chuck Schumer, which he did every single day, like mm -hmm. I think because people like that, those people who want to hear what he was saying were never going to vote for him anyway, right? Like if you just want yeah. like the bluest blue Democrat, you're going to vote for like Joe Biden, who was at Obama's side and has been a Democrat his whole life, and not the guy who's like mm -hmm. I'm not a member of the party. But by sounding like because the people who you know are rural voters and don't identify strongly with either party 
They don't think Trump is the worst. They think things were really shitty before Trump. They're all and, equally bad for all of, for these people. You know, it's, it's exactly yeah. and they 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 they're they're right. on the, the yeah. and they're right. I mean, it's class look at what, serving. It's not look at serving Bush... to all the working people, or it's not serving any middle class. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, and, and Bernie could have gone up there and said, you know, Trump. He, Bernie should have gone up there and said, Trump is a traditional politician. He's failed you in the way. Obama did, he failed you in the way Bush did, whatever, whatever, Point, paint Trump as part of the establishment if you're going to talk about him at all, right? But then, then making him this, the biggest threat to America, And blah, Russia blah, blah. Gate and impeachment, and all the shit that like, no one cares it's about. Validated, it validated this election as a referendum on Trump, which it shouldn't. Like, there's a lot more to Bernie's message from 2016 than, okay, like, is Trump a good president or not? That's kind of beside the point. And it doesn't really matter when you have a country in which uh, like infant mortality rates are, are higher than any other developed country. Uh, you know, postpartum mortality rates are higher than any other country. You have uh, people in, in, in states like Michigan where like entire cities don't have clean water. Like it, we live in the richest country in the world. We don't need to worry about Trump. We need to worry about like just, I, I mean, just basic shit like that. I mean, no, it, that's, it, exactly, that's, that's, that's mm -hmm. exactly it. Like things were like the whole idea, you know, of, oh, let's just return to, like, normal America prior to Trump is something that a lot of elites find really appealing because they were doing really well prior to Trump and yeah. they like yeah. the idea of the image created by Obama about the United States. But for huge numbers of people, they think that they, they think pre-Trump America is just as shit as current. <laughs> and all the data proves that, like, skyrocketing rates of depression and anxiety and drug addiction. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from nowhere, right? These are warning signs about people's unhappiness. And the, it True. is interesting that it's like, you know, psychosexually creepy as he is and it's just like hyper competitive and vacant as he is like Buttigieg mm -hmm. did have that message, which is why he stole a lot of those voters from Bernie, like especially yeah. in Iowa, yeah. which was like, you know, that was I'm his message. Sure swept was swept in rural Iowa. What's he did that? amazing in rural. Right. Be, and very, I think very that's because well I think it's because his message, unlike every other candidate, including unfortunately Bernie, was we can't talk about Trump like he's the cause of these problems. He's just mm -hmm. a symptom. And going back to like, yeah. if all you're doing is promising to just remove Trump and go back to how things were, you're going to mm -hmm. lose most people in the middle of the country mm -hmm. again because most people in the middle of the country again mm -hmm. don't think America was doing great before mm -hmm. Trump. And that should have been Bernie's message and wasn't. Instead, he got like... And the other problem with it too is I think, you know, it, it, to me it reminds me a lot about what happened with Corbyn. Like a, for a long time, Corbyn's yeah. appeal was that... He never changed anything he thought. Like he was the same guy who sat in the back benches on the margins of power and mm -hmm. never changed as he like became the Labour Party leader and started, you know, sniffing power. He there'd be a terrorist attack and he wouldn't be like, We're gonna destroy these evil terrorists. He would say what he always says, which is like, Well, we shouldn't be dropping bombs and invading, you know, all the stuff you're not supposed to say, but people like the authenticity. Yeah. And then finally, when he ran this last time, everybody knew that he was against Brexit. Yeah. Like he hates Brexit. He hate. I mean, he hates the EU, and he, he was in favor of Brexit. But he pretended because they like forced him to that he was like a Remainer when everyone knew he wasn't. So yeah. he was saying shit that everyone well, knew he didn't believe. And all of a sudden, he lost his authenticity. Same with Bernie. Like, and oh, that's it. It's that you get that close to power, you start to sniff power, and you're like, oh god, I have to hedge my bets now instead of just putting a fucking cinder block on the gas pedal and going twice as hard. I mean, that's yeah. that's how you that's how you win an insurgent campaign. You can't get like Trump. that close like to Trump. power. Like Trump. You can't you can't flinch at the idea that you might have you might god forbid have to wield institutional power at some point in your life. You know, it's 
that that was the biggest problem. Is that Bernie, Bernie, Bernie lynched Bernie once flinched. and it lost the, the momentum of the entire He got he campaign. got too close to power, and yeah. and yeah 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 that's that's it. And, and what do we have now? I mean, we've got a fucking task force, and <laughs> I I get why people are so. I, it is a very desperate time. People are people are reaching to, to anything. People are bitter towards the party for you know pulling. You know, an unprecedented consolidation of power um, before Super Tuesday to, you know, align behind uh, Biden. But I see a lot of people in like progressive media, a lot of Bernie people right now. It seems to be that the only case that we're making against Biden is Biden is a rapist. The sexual assault allegations made by Tara Reid, which I get, you know, I, I understand why people are very animated by that because it's because we're fun. in such a bitter it's just fun to expose fun. those like pieces of garbage <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like being it's, completely it's, principle free and craven who, who yeah, can it's, resist it's, spilling a little tea i mean come on exactly it's fun to it's fun to kind of uh point out the hypocrisy of uh centrist lunatics who have been screaming believe women uh not because they actually do but only for their own personal gain right. for for years and years and years have been doing it hysterically uh without any uh motivating principle behind it right but the same thing is now happening to bernie people the same thing is now happening across progressive media where we are now adopting a a mantra that we don't believe in solely to undercut Biden and solely to uh, kind of catch the Democrats with their pants down, which, look, I I, I think if if you um, think that there is a credible allegation against uh, of sexual assault against Biden and you don't want to vote for him that for that reason, I totally understand that that's legitimate and valid. I think that may be a good way to um, navigate politics, whatever. But if you don't want to vote for Biden, let's, because let's, let's not forget a, here, know, like Biden. Yeah. Doddering old. You know, Let's not forget Biden. Homo. Biden. <laughs> Biden led the charge into Iraq. He was an errand boy for the uh, finance industry his entire career. You know, he basically wrote the '94 Crime Bill. Uh, he advocated for cutting Social Security and Medicare his entire career. These critiques uh, lend themselves to something that's a, a larger structural issue within the, the Democratic Party and with the Democratic I know, politics but here's at large. All, all, everything you're saying, everything you're saying is true. Um, I generally we think we tried that, that and it didn't really work, did it? It didn't work because but Democrats neither don't. Will, neither will no. screaming Biden's a rapist. I'm not going to vote for him. That's right. that worse. No, but That's he, way here's, worse. Here's, I, he, no, it is. But I mean, that, I think like I think there are some people on the Bernie left who like do still believe in the believe women thing and always did and still do and just like want it applied to, to, to benefit Terry and are generally genuinely angry that like it's not that she that they're exempting believe women for the sake of protecting Biden. But I think most people are just yeah. like us who are just kind of like doing it for sadistic fun, like watching them squirm and write articles. <laughs> like, well, we didn't really mean believe women. We meant like give them a hearing and like investigate. It's like, who the fuck was ever against that? That's not what you meant. Yeah. But anyway, that's just a little bit of fun, like at the expense of people who deserve to be tormented. I think the bigger <laughs> problem is that um, if you like accept the premise, which a lot of people on the left do, that America is being taken over by this fascist movement, like almost mm -hmm. like Nazi-like or the equivalent of Hitler or something. But even if you don't go that far and you're like super convinced, white like, supremacist, yeah, that Trump, like Trump is leading this like movement of white nationalism, like different from like the white mm -hmm. nationalism on which America has always been based. Yeah, like, say, that's, that's, that's always yeah, been. Yeah, I mean, there. but I that's, don't know what. That, yeah, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say this country was founded on racism and pedophiles. I mean, what, like, what else are they? <laughs> it hasn't what else? changed. Yeah, this is rape culture <laughs> has been going on for a t- trillion years in America or whatever. Like, this is the foundation of this country. Right, but like, so this bullshit. You know, first of all, I think there's like it. People like to believe that they're living under fascism and dictatorship because they feel like their lives are more dramatic and purposeful, right? Like, if you feel yeah. like you're not just working against like a standard Republican president, which is in fact what the Donald Handmaid's Trump is. Tale is. The Handmaid's Tale is happening to me right now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to be yeah. like a warrior and I'm involved the in like I this existential struggle. on TV 30 minutes ago is happening to me. God, I'm just like that person. Yeah, my <laughs> life's really exactly interesting. That. I like have a big, you know, important historical challenge Ugh. I had it like in front of me. I'm involved in like this really weighty war and I'm exhibiting real courage by standing up to fascists. Like these are things that people want to believe about themselves. Sure. So if you get people to believe that, which is a lot, what a lot of people on even like the Bernie left believe, mm-hmm. then it kind of, it is true. Like if Trump is Hitler, I mean, I guess like voting for Biden kind of is the morally obligatory path. Right. So if you like, yeah. b- once you accept that premise, it's inevitable that you're going to vote for Biden. And then it's just a question of like the mental exercises that you're going to engage in about yes. how you're going to justify it. So like, oh, here's a fucking task force. That's just like a way of here. Here's like something you can use, you know, yes. in, internally as part of your own mental process or like, oh, yes. we're going to like, you know, have a woman as our vice president. And, you know, all these little crumbs that they're going to just throw to Keep make it easier to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they're doing is just like meaningless, mm-hmm. vacuous, symbolic gestures just to make it a little mm-hmm. bit easier to do what they're going to do anyway i mean if i were biden i wouldn't fucking worry about the bernie left like the most of those people are going to vote for biden for sure they're very obedient yes absolutely absolutely and i just they're all and that that's it the the, the point i wanted (laughs) (laughs) just like bernie the the point i wanted to make is 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 exactly that like right like we there there is a very uh robust critique of biden that that lends itself to uh something that can be applied to the next centrist who tries to run. But when you're like, I'm not voting for Biden because he's a rapist, that really leads its way into a kind of identity politics that a lot of people, look, a lot of Democrats did not want to vote for Biden. A lot of them are, they're not excited to vote for Biden. I'm talking about moderate centrist party people. They didn't want to vote for Biden. They wanted one of the fun, young, niche, whatever. They wanted a gay one. They wanted a black one, whatever. They did not want to vote for Biden because he's an old white man. That was a lot. That was a lot of those people, right? And, and now they're also, like, well, they're you know. The one, they're the ones who spent all of 2019. Like, it wasn't people like us. They It was like all those Democratic operatives on MSNBC, Cory Booker, mm-hmm. Julian Castro. Mm-hmm. Like, they were worried because they knew Biden's brain was melting. And yeah. they like were seeing him at the head of the polls and they're like, holy fuck, we're going to end up with like a senile guy who belongs in a nursing home as like our nominee, yes. if we don't do something, they were the ones yes. like ma- disseminating this all f- the whole year. And then suddenly once their only chance for stopping Bernie was was Biden, they're like, how dare you attack his cognitive skills? This is disgusting. There was that moment in the debate where, yeah, Julian Castro was like, oh, did, what, did you forget that, Joe? You what you said two minutes ago? <laughs> Do you want some? T- is it is it pudding time, Uncle Joe? <laughs> I, I mean, let's not forget then, that. Uh, backtracking like that is like the fa- like national pastime for these people. Uh, you, I don't think you remember Jacques or or, or, or Ben. I don't like, remember. Those, it. <laughs> oh, you're too young. You're too young to remember. Those, those just blogs no, that no, no, uh, Joanne Reed used to used to write, or where she'd just be like super catty and like really let those homophobic uh, tropes fly. 
and then you oh, know no, like we, I, we in love 2017 the or whatever she was like oh it was hacked you know the cia put those in there or Mossad <laughs> or whatever yeah sounds like the colorful dialogue of my building <laughs> yeah. let, let, let me Glenn, share Glenn, something with y'all today yeah. so my building is completely silent which is absolutely shocking this is Beautiful. never happening people are usually drinking on the porch being loud saying things about muslims yada 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 you know just your regular super far i'm in denver i am in capitol hill i'm a block away from the capitol where all the protesting has been going on again today that's why my building was quiet because everyone's fucking at the capitol with their guns no mask on being like we're not gonna get this corona we're gonna have fun and america's gonna return right back to normal and you can't tell me nothing jared polis so i go outside i don't even know this is going on I go to get in an Uber. I look across the street and there's a hundred motorcycles lined up next to him Hell with a bunch of yes. fat white Hell people yes. that look so like they all have excited. A, a, oh, I was Ooh. terrified. I was like, oh God. But uh, luckily this meant the thrift stores were going to be empty since all the bigots were going to be busy at the Capitol. Mm. It's only old people and bigots going to the thrift store. Oh, I went, yeah, yeah, I went yeah. today. I took a shower after. It's fine. None of the old people or, or veterans were were clogging up your space there. Oh yeah, I'm no, glad. I didn't. I, I didn't get called fag once at the fucking thing, you know. And I was looking wow. in the maternity two piece section, as I do. Sounds like a banner day for for old Jacques here. Did you have a mask on? Of course, I'm not a psycho. Uh, yeah, so I think that like interferes with people's gaydar with like gay bashers Out. gaydar. Totally, totally. I kind of sometimes. <laughs> I feel like if I dress right enough, I, I can look kind of straight. I mean, not what I'm wearing now. I mean, just but... hide, hide that beautiful mustache of yours, and, and you're <laughs> yeah, you're gone. No, you're no, off to the races Jacques, there. Jacques dresses like one of the, uh, like what's that? One of the Golden Girls is I, kind of your, your I signature often dress style. Either like uh, the Golden Girls <laughs> like or Blanche, a Street like Fighter Blanche. character. Oh my God, Blanche. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I too yeah, am yeah, a yeah. Southern slut. Yeah, you can you can see you can see Jacques from a mile away, and he's clearly clearly gay. So I, yeah. I I don't know about gay bashing ever ever ceasing for you, unfortunately, Jacques. Even but with the mask, look, it, it makes you it makes you stronger, even with the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it builds it's character. Because I keep tracing lipstick over the mask. <laughs> it builds, builds character. You kiss, you kiss the outside of the mask. Builds <laughs> character. Big... I'll tell you what builds character: me eating a stick of butter every day. God. Me, also, when y'all were talking about Pete Bootyhead or whatever his name is earlier, I was thinking to Got myself, him. if he was a flavor, he would be unsalted butter. Mm. Okay. Wow. What happened to him? Have you guys been seeing like the rapid deterioration of his physical appearance over the years? Yeah, he stopped running. He was, you must be confused. I don't was, watch the news. Yeah, Jacques he has went no to idea a very what's, bad what's barber. going I think on. Chaston's cutting his hair. I don't know, but there was that picture of him where you could just see like his entire scalp in front. Oh yeah, and no, no, he does look really unhinged during pandemic. I think one thing I saw, one theory I saw, is that he was um, basically dying that, like during the debates, like during all these public appearances, during the, the the entire campaign for him, he was like getting a dye drop on the front end of the front uh, of his head. And there was there is a picture out there of Pete at uh, at an event, and there is a line of. Uh, brown hair colored sweat coming down from his forehead it's a little insulting so much his, cover his dr miami appointment to get plugs yeah a little bit more see like CIA professor. but i could also see that is a viable theory i'm going to take a look at those pictures to investigate that but i also could see him 
just like systematically tearing large chunks of his hair out ever since he didn't win. Absolutely. He can't go to the pound to beat dogs or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, like a like a troubled child whose parents yeah. just got divorced. What who's is sitting disease? in class ripping chunks of his hair out? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, what is the I have disease a theory, called? When you I have rip a out theory about Buddhist syndrome. Um, I have a theory about Biden's live streams. Have you been watching any of Biden's live streams? Oh God, no! I like no. I have not. They're very Too sad. they're very funny. Um, they're very, very funny. Something interesting happens whenever he, he gets into his <laughs> signature kind of like circular, uh, starts and fits of just like restating a question seven times until you just totally forget <laughs> what he was talking about. They start clipping him. He starts, he very conveniently <laughs> glitches. I think, I uh-huh. think, I think uh-huh. whenever, whenever Biden starts to sundown, Simone Sanders just hits download she has like a on like, you know what the yeah. scariest thing about Biden is? I'm not even kidding. Like they, like I, I'm, I've done, you know, every cable program there is on TV. Like it's, the, yeah. I, it's the easiest fucking thing. Like it's more challenging to talk <laughs> about politics with my 10 year old than it is to do like a four minute cable hit. Like, you know, all the questions <laughs> I'm asking in fame. advance, you just fucking say that the answers and then you're done. And like, that's it. Like he yeah. can't even do a cable hit, like speaking to some, you know, he'll like go and talk to Nicole Wallace. Who's like treating him like a senile yeah. uncle at the nursing home. You know how like you adopt that like yeah. soft voice when you speak to your elderly relatives. Cause you don't want to yeah, like do anything. Yeah. Like, like sharp. someone you'd find at the bus stop, like wearing just slippers. Yeah. And you like <laughs> fake laugh at all their jokes that you're not even really sure are jokes. That's how she was treating him. And even then yeah. he can't do a cable hit without reading from his notes which already is so worrisome. No. Like, and but of the worst course. part you is, want... e- even with his notes, he can't. Like, he'll get lost all the time, and they clearly he'll said always, to him, like, look, he'll like Joe. look down. Well, he's he has his notes. He he's afraid yeah, to speak without his notes, his notes, even for a fucking yeah. cable hit. So then they're like, Joe, look, if you get lost in your notes, just like throw your notes away and just like be Joe. So like you see it all the time. <laughs> yeah, like it's so do, like, a cliche, like inspirational. I, yeah, exactly. like, like someone would at a wedding. Because right. I, I, I really fucking hope he has to like go, get up in, in, in front of a podium in front of like, I don't know, uh, millions of screens because I don't think there's going to be any people there. And and have well, to can, like ad lib like uh, oh like we are the future of America kind of speech you know like uh, we're gonna finally yeah he'll he'll, defeat he'll President Trump he'll do the thing he'll do the thing that people do in like weddings and like rom coms where he's he'll be like you know what I I brought a prepared statement with me today but I'm just gonna speak from the heart and he'll <laughs> take a, he'll dramatically raise up the papers rip them up and then just go into a tirade about how pants used to be different. I'll say this once, and I'll say this again. The worst thing you can be is yourself. And this is the Joe, you know, every time he's himself, he sounds like he's having seven mini strokes and can't communicate. He sounds like he's having fun. He looks, he looks, there are moments when he, when he's doing these, these cable hits where he looks, he has that like signature kind of like confused, just look of fear in his eyes, you know, where he knows something is just wrong, right? And 
I'm almost positive Simone Sanders is like behind the camera, just like holding a picture of Joe Biden and just like driving her fist through it. Just like, if you don't stay on message, just it's a, a picture is like throwing darts at a picture of Joe Biden. <laughs> she's she's his campaign. Simone Sanders is but Joe I Biden's actually, campaign. I really manager. wonder like whether oh. that's going to work to his benefit like because hillary was always so you know hard mm-hmm. and like invulnerable and just like aggressive and put together in a way that like was almost off-putting to a lot of people right like that's Biden's why a she, Rorschach she was a... you can see yeah, you can read like, whatever you want i do think like the pandemic is going to be incredibly beneficial he's not going to have to go out and campaign he basically just like naps mm-hmm. all day he wakes up he like does a interview <laughs> they're just going to like run super pack driven you know ads like going to be the hologram <laughs> campaign like just biden appearing like on by, like as a 3d figure but I also do think, like, even in the debates, like, when Trump was really mean to Hillary, like, no one ever feels pity for Hillary because, like, she's just so, yeah. you know, able to take everything. She's just, like, mm-hmm. she can endure anything. But, like, if you're mean <laughs> to Biden, it's going to feel like you're watching somebody, like, be mean to your grandfather with Alzheimer's. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Hillary, it was, yeah, it's easy for Hillary because she is... Um, She's everyone's punching bag, and, and and rightfully so. But yeah, there is a certain amount of sympathy people have for Biden. I mean, even I think he's a horrible, evil person. I'm glad he is in a severe cognitive decline. But like, there's some <laughs> kind of charm. There's some kind of charm there to to yeah, Biden. He's cool. Um, <laughs> he's just your he's, fun. He's like kooky old uncle that uh, <laughs> really doesn't have cool much left. In like 1959 or whatever, right? Like he had, he had 1963. Well, and I mean, drip. also he had like, he has all this tragedy in his life, which also generates a lot of positive mm-hmm. feelings for people. Like you know, yeah. when he was elected, the Senate is like wife and child died in a car accident suddenly. And then like he had that his son. remaining son okay. is a crackhead. Okay. Like the, non, the non-addict son, like, you know, had... How long until Biden forgets, Biden routinely forgets how many grandchildren he has. How long until Biden forgets how many of his family members have died? Where he's just like naming family members of his, like when my granddaughter died in that plane crash going over Panama. Like it's just like, totally just mixing up the tr- his own personal tragedies. It'll it's happen a real at some shame point. There's no like physical campaigning going on because I could see like uh, oh, I know. Project Veritas doing like a fake Bo Biden, planting a fake Bo Biden at like you know at a ke- campaign stop in Nebraska. Like yeah. in, uh, we had, <laughs> I knew like the cancellation risk of doing this podcast was so high, and I think we're in like Sorry, the red alert zone for me. Oh, my <laughs> Glenn, God. it's it's a it's a Patreon, it's a Patreon episode. It's Glenn, no one you're already famous. I don't know why you're complaining. You're already God. cancellation you're already becomes worse. Canceled. You're already canceled. <laughs> if anyone's canceled. canceling you, it's me because you don't even appreciate being famous. You come on here, <laughs> you yell at us for being myself. late. I lower you myself lower for this podcast. <laughs> Glenn, wake yeah, up! Jean- I'm lowering myself talking to Glenn Green Hair, whatever your name is. God, Jesus! Jacques having I mean, Jacques having to have a listen to a serious conversation, quote unquote, yeah, serious conversation. I feel about like politics. I'm having to sit at the adult table. Are you so miserable? I'm not miserable. I'm not miserable, but as soon as I am done with this, I'm taking seven dabs and roller skating, oh, drunk, God. dancing, drunk. I did that last yes. night, and it was the only freedom I felt in the last year. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Project Veritas, this isn't something I've talked about before. We got Project Veritas at the Bernie campaign in Iowa. What the fuck does it that was, mean? Really? Project oh, Veritas is a um, like far right wing group that. 
uh, films all these sting videos. They have. Ugh, uh, shut up. I'm bored already. Pe- Okay. They have they they like run like a YouTube racket. They'll like send operatives into uh, uh, organizations and film them saying damning stuff and then release it to so chaos throughout that particular organization. It's basically, like like uh, QN on Jake Paul. This is right. Jacques. That's not going to make it. It's going over sense. my head. It's like yeah. completely going I, over your head. Okay, no, I know like, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but we, <laughs> I agree. I, I tried things I heard different. The echo of that, and I was like, okay, maybe that wasn't look, a good. Look, 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 look. I tried something different before the podcast this time. I tried having a healthy meal before of a healthy green no juice. dabs. Completely Instead of sober. having a hundred dabs, I had like a glass of coffee, <laughs> uh, green juice, and like some peppers. And that's it. I need to grab my uh, laptop charger. One second. Ugh, God. See, Glenn, now you have to deal with this. This is so amateurish. Ugh, God. (laughs) (laughs) First we started an hour late, then, like, Ben forgot his laptop charger. And we might we just like on hold or are we going to just like can we talk about Ben while he's gone? My my lawyers are going to have a field day with him for this. <laughs> this is not in my contract. And then he's taking forever to put his headphones on. If okay. you can see the video footage <laughs> right like now, sweet, people, like it's taking his sweet time for, like nothing's going on. For the people Sorry. that are can't see this right now, Ben is completely naked and being completely inappropriate oh my God. on the camera. I demand that um, okay. not be edited out that amateur we moment. Can, <laughs> That's, we can keep that moment in. That's staying in. <laughs> Patreon, um, we don't really care. Oh, I don't really care as much about Consider ben. yourself triple canceled. Okay, you we fucker. can stop referencing our, our patrons. We love them okay. and we respect them. Ugh, um, ben hates them. We can we can get back on <laughs> on an issue. Should we? Oh. I mean, what else is there to talk about? The There's that new um, the reauthorization of the Patriot Act and FISA, which, you Pick know. Move. People are people are pissed awesome. off because that was there was the uh, the amendment to like preserve the privacy of people's online searches that that Bernie missed the amendment failed by what like one vote I think mm. yeah um, but so like it, they always manage it so that it always like fails just by a couple of votes I once wrote about this when I was at Salon like ten years ago and I called it like the rotating villain tactic where like they always get like just the right number of Democrats needed yeah. to make like some good bill fail by a couple votes and they always switch who the bad people are who are voting so you can never like find like center on the ones you completely hate like you hate this one for the moment and then they do it again and you hate different ones um but you know this is what i was actually getting back to earlier which is this whole like rhetorical framework about how we're all supposed to regard trump as like a fascist nazi hitler like dictator and then over and over the democrats constantly vote to give him more surveillance power, to give him more detention power, to increase his military budget, like not exactly the way that you would treat Hitler if you really believed in the rhetorical <laughs> claims you were making. <laughs> yeah, so I it mean, just doesn't seem very convincing to me. It's no, 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 no. It's it's not convincing at all. It's just another um, hollow rhetorical tool that they will never hold themselves to. People just want to voice their actually values. Practicing. They don't want to actually practice their values. They just want to yes. You know, present this surface image that there's some kind of deep moralist. Well, and, you know, Bernie, people on the the Bernie left have to realize that, you know, we can't adopt the uh, a a liberal framework uh, to kind of point out their own faults and and catch them with their pants down. You can do it for fun, but, like, to see it institutionalized in, like, media where people are talking about, oh, you know, 
don't vote for Biden, he's a rapist, whatever, whatever. It's not... But what, so what, not, what do you suggest then? So, like, there's this critique of, of, of Biden that has gotten out of attention with the whole Tara Reid thing. I, I agree, it's, like, pretty useless other than for sadistic enjoyment. And then there... And, like, to expose the hypocrisy, but it doesn't really do much beyond that. And then there's, People like, the more substantive critique of Biden that you articulated earlier that was kind of articulated by... Burning people, but I don't think it did much good for most Democrats because most Democrats have moved pretty far to the right, and we're already like more mm -hmm. or less with Biden, who seems like a mainstream Democrat. So, like, what toward what end are you looking for a strategy? Like, what is it that you I hope think to you accomplish? Have to, I think you just you have to stick to your principles. I mean, you have to be guided by that. Maybe even when you don't know what the exact outcome would be. And what does that mean I, here for you? I think it, it means sticking to the most substantive critique of Biden. And you know, personally does that on mean Twitter, say for whatever. Biden? You, no, I'm not going to vote for Biden. Of course not, right? But I think when when it comes to like like Jacobin or current whatever whatever it may be current affairs, the institutional to whatever degree left, they should be more concerned with making a substantive critique of Biden instead of doing kind of like clickbaity um Biden is a rapist and this is why you can't vote for him. That to me is but let me ask Yo, you. Self it, Biden it, it, is canceled. Yeah. It's self yeah, but, but, but yeah, let me you can't cancel Biden. Yeah, but let me ask you this: like, if the goal is, if the goal, and I'm not saying it is for everybody, but it's some for some people, if the goal is to persuade as many people as possible not to vote for Biden, whether because mm -hmm. the like delusional hope still remains that Bernie can somehow replace him, this, which I no, think very yeah, very yeah. few people have that are clinging That's to that. Crazy. But I think for a while that was. But at least like getting rid of Biden. Or maybe mm -hmm. persuading Democrats not to vote for Biden on the ground that if Biden mm. wins and there's another one of these like neoliberal militarists that are there to send to represent the Democratic Party, that's counterproductive to political goals. If the goal is to like persuade people not to vote for Biden, isn't a better way, an easier way or more effective way of doing that to like try and convince people that he's a rapist and trying to convince people that he has a political agenda that no. most Democrats are agree because with? Because look, I mean, w given given the like liberal mindset where like anything can be compromised in the service of like getting the fascist orange Cheeto man out of office, how many times have you heard someone say basically something to the effect of, "Well, it's the lesser of two rapists"? You know, they're both rapists. <laughs> Trump yeah, is Trump has so done more times. sexual assault. They they are primed to make that argument and they think they're smart and responsible for doing they, they that they already it, made that decision a long time they've ago. Ar like, they already made yeah. that decision a very long time ago and you know i again like a lot of these people don't want to vote for biden they hate the fact that they have to vote for someone who is being deemed uh, a, a rapist right <clears throat> but that's just gonna say okay well you know that's why we can never have like an old white man that is as far as that they will allow that critique to go and that does nothing substantive for building uh, something past Bernie, right? Which right. I don't so even know if, so if we you, can. So when I'm asking you, like, what is your objective? What like, is my what goal you're, there? You're, You want a different tactic for what end? Like, it sounds like to me you're saying, look, it's inevitable. We have Democrats to have are going to vote for Biden. So the question is, how mm -hmm. do we make how do we make what we're doing now, like the arguments that we're making, the critiques we're voicing, constructive for the next election or for the like mid to long term for like just, building just a left populist any, movement to have any level of coherency i mean i think you need that as as a framework to have yeah yeah a, a left movement you need to have ideological consistency and coherency and i just I, I see that really lacking right now with a lot of the people who are who are very bitter and sad that bernie lost um it's the same thing you see with like the hillary russiagate stuff 
You know, they, they could not handle that Hillary loss when they thought that she, that she should have, that it was stolen from her. I think it's it's much easier to make that, that argument for Bernie, right? But to see all of the Bernie the Bernie left go down this thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, vote to, there was voter fraud, widespread, the, with citing exit polls and saying yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like, that's, 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 you know, uh, it, that's it's tough. this really hysteric uh, kind of conspiratorial uh-huh. uh, excuse making. Instead of yeah. instead of taking this opportunity it's to take a, 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 a to take a a, yeah. a searching like internal moral <laughs> critique and, and strategic critique, it's just this uh, kind of just like rapid fire a, a blaming of, of 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 everything but yourself, right? And I think you can say that Tara Reid is 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 part of that. It's a kind of a continuation of that. And I just think that if we continue to go down this lane where it's just you know, we're not making substantive critiques. We don't see that reflected in left media. That's just gonna that's gonna make it all dissipate even quicker than than if we were just sticking to our principles to whatever end there may be. Also, just pointing out the obvious that he is this predator doesn't just immediately dismantle rape culture. And him, you know, he's still gonna be a politician whether or not you think he's a rapist. I mean, I don't think he's right in any way, but still, it's just not gonna suddenly dismantle him as a yeah, figure. I agree. It's like taking up a lot of oxygen now, like this debate over whether you should believe her or not believe her. Um, I think, like, I think, though, that... And that, I believe her completely, but it doesn't, you know, I don't think that it's going to yeah, change the opinion I'm agnostic of a on that question, but, like, I, I just think that, um, you know, the decision has to be made. I think, like, Ben, you know, just to, to, to like be a little bit generous to like angry Bernie supporters. Like I think it's normal when you pour yourself into um, Jack, can you get your dogs under control? They're starting to make a lot of noise. You um, are not going to blame this on you. I think. Fake? Fuck. God damn it. Glenn sounds like the, the Mexican team member on, uh, you know, Call of Duty when you're just playing at three in the morning. High as shit. You Glenn Greenshaw <laughs> bastard. I apologize God. to the audience for Jack's dogs. They are very red boxes. Yeah. I know so Jack, sorry. could you... John, could you please get the pack of wild dogs you let into your house? Okay, okay. Or, or mute Look. your microphone or something, like when they start yeah. doing that, because it's very I disturbing. This was a famous journalist or something. I don't know why he's got some untrained mutts. This is not my fault that your mutts are untrained. Your mutts. Also, Jack, I'll be nice. I think you have your uh, diplomas in the background on the wall framed. There would be a very beautiful touch. The what? Very, very uh, diplomas. What? What were no. you saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I want to hear that, like, I think, you know, I think, I think that, like, it, it's okay to give Bernie supporters who are angry and upset a couple of weeks or a couple of months just to, like, vent against the person they blame for having defeated sure. their candidate because they thought they were going to win, which is Biden. So, like, he's a rapist, he's a piece of shit, whatever. Like, I think it's all fine to let people but have Bernie that catharsis, that emotional catharsis. But I also think that, you know, the at some point the election is going to be between Trump and Biden and people have mm-hmm. to accept that there's just nothing there for the left there's no yeah. like beneficial ground there so just stop paying attention to it like make up your mind if you're going to vote f- for Biden or not mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. doesn't really matter just it doesn't need to be debated it's not that interesting and then start turning to the question of like what went wrong and how yeah. is that going to be repaired and fixed and built upon um you know, the problem is, is that there aren't that many 
successful left-wing populist models in the democratic world Mm -hmm. that are succeeding right now. You know, I mean, I'm in Brazil where the center left won from 2002 until 2018. And now we have this far right government, obviously the same thing in the UK and throughout Western Europe and in the U S. So there's something gone really wrong with left-wing populism as a, as a, as a, you know, political model for appealing to Mm -hmm. large numbers of people and figuring out what has gone wrong and how to fix that has to be the priority. And none of that is attended to by talking endlessly about Biden and Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think, well, I mean, what else can we talk about here? I, I think that's a good place to end it. We're at an hour. Wait, um, Glenn, tell I totally, yeah, I've been pretty much tired of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jacques, I think, I think Jacques, Jacques may have some, some uh, pressing questions for you. It may seem Go like. ahead, Jacques. Okay, so Glenn, what are you gonna do from now on to make sure that I am famous and that I can have a piece of your famous pie? Well, I think like the... I, I want. Uh, I think that you've gotten enough of the dream. I think you've succeeded enough, and I think I need a piece of it. It's yeah. fair for me to say, you know, you, you and your dogs were barking, and this is not my fault. All right, I will confess that I think maybe one of the times when the put upon audience heard barking <laughs> might have been one of my dogs <laughs> i will wow. admit that um <laughs> only because they heard jock's dogs barking and got provoked okay okay, <laughs> okay. So. first of all i don't have any mongrels in my house i don't keep pets yeah you're <laughs> the only one jock yeah um, so i think you're you you've got that job covered what does ben um, have a ferret <laughs> well i am in i'm actually coming to you from uh was very clearly not my bedroom. I'm in one of the girls' bedrooms here because the neighbors are playing really loud music and it's it's quieter in here, but it looks like a Mariah Carey kind of fever dream. The walls are covered in <laughs> butterflies. It's all pink. Yeah, it looks like, like um, a cheap Mariah Carey like spit up on the walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be really yeah. worried um, if Ben had decorated this himself. Yeah, so this is not my bedroom, but... um. Yeah, no, I, I'm I mean, super excited so to be Jacques, here. I'm, I'm glad that you guys you, invited me. It was Jacques nice to took meet his, you. his stab at uh, becoming famous <laughs> through <laughs> you somehow. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. I'll just, you know, <laughs> let everyone know my <laughs> ultimate goal with being on this is to be famous. And if anyone's going to stand in my way, I'll fucking kill you. Um, I'm going to be famous. Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, you know, veterans, uh, bigots come my way bitches i'm not going to be taken down i don't think it's nice to end on such an uplifting and inspiring note you're welcome (laughs) glenn thanks so much for coming on uh we'll make sure you're not canceled it's great to talk to you all right guys thanks for having me it was good talking to you all bye (laughs) bye guys all right bye Eu sinto que tem outro lance Por favor, me dá
Sinto que tem outro lado 